for a second and go, well, that was kind of fun. The thing, the, the, the direction I've taken this conversation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, welcome to Opinions Like Ailes, everybody. Your favorite pop culture podcast where we have opinions and most of them stink. My name is Michael Zampino. With me, as always, is Hilton Price. Been a minute. Back in the studio. Holy shit, man. In your home studio and with a guest. This is the most nor- This is the most normal I have felt ever. Yeah. Ever. Uh, the only difference is it now looks like uh, I was the victim of an attempted murder. Yes. Uh, I yes. have a, uh, a giant gnarly scar on yeah, my neck You're now. not wearing your brace right now, I just uh, noticed. I'm not. I will be done with it tomorrow. Uh, I can take it off for short bursts and uh, to drive and shower and things like that. So. Okay. Because if you keel over dead midway through this podcast. Nah, I'm good. They fixed it. Are you sure? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, they fixed it from when the uh, the the bad bad man tried to cut my head off. You I, viewers can't, uh, listeners can't see. You briefly leaned back for a beat while uh-huh. you were speaking just now, and I want you to know that a little part of me went, "Wait, wait, wait!" <laughs> like I'm not uh, cool with. We're sudden two movement. months out. We're two months out. I'm good to go. I feel better than before. I would be a lot more comfortable if you put the brace back on. That's not gonna happen. We're good. Fuck. All right. You know what? I'm going home. Can't talk. All right. I'll stay. Make hard. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, imagine if, if, if like, uh, trying to uh, speak a lot while someone is very lightly trying to choke you out. That is a kink of mine. So I can't. No, it's not. It's not. you're is reading essays while someone's choking you out <laughs> yes, a little yes, bit, yes, like re- just a little literature. Literally re- reading literature aloud while mm. being gently choked. Dramatic by, by, readings by a very weak man. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Uh, it's almost a Mitch Hedberg joke. Oh yeah, that that is that is that's uh, like a what a turtle a turtleneck. Yeah, that that is a Mitch Hedberg bit. bit. We're a turtleneck in a backpack. Yeah, it's like a weak little person. Yeah, trying right. to take you down all day long. Yeah, that's, that's not what Mitch said, but it was a long time ago. You, some people we lived in a different world back then. Some folks pay a lot for that sort the, of thing. The before time, the yeah. long, long ago, <laughs> the long, the, the long racist, the, the long offensive, long ago. Uh, welcome back, Terrell Norton, everybody. It's crossover day. What? Woo! We're not even doing our show. T Dog's got a new show. He does. Yeah, yeah. And, and we're calling him T Dog now. I am <laughs> T cool. Money. You can T- call me whatever. I don't care. T Dog. T Money. Uh, T Dizzle. T Dizzle. I mean, you know. Holy shit! <laughs> they, uh, these are good. These it are should be T Nizzle because your last name is Norton, so T Nizzle mm-hmm. makes more sense. Well, but then it's 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 a yeah, little that's, concerning. That's mm-hmm. that's yeah. getting that's oh look offensive. <laughs> nice, what but if it's if it's T Dog, then T Dizzle makes sense. <laughs> um, tell us about the. New, we're basically just gonna uh, give over the reins at some point. We're gonna just do his show. Oh, yeah, our right. our show will be we'll be back on our shit next week. I had so much to say about Wandavision. Oh boy, I gotta watch it first. Oh shit! Okay, yeah, yeah. I still haven't watched it. Okay, never, um, never I watched eleven seasons of Ink Master over the uh, over my uh, that recovery because you couldn't you couldn't move for like six weeks. No, I couldn't. And so, then I found out why the show got canceled, and I didn't watch the last two seasons because I was like, "Fuck!" Yeah. <laughs> so so really, so Becky just propped you up in front of a TV. There was a good. The first like three weeks, yeah, I was in bed. You were just—I was pretty much in bed at all times, uh, getting up to go to the bathroom. Oh yeah, you got uh, Jesus. to go to the bathroom mm-hmm, to shower uh, occasionally, and that's pretty much it. I, uh, yes, yeah, yes, I was laid up. I had four—I had four discs in my neck done at one time, infused, uh, which 
if anybody knows about that, having one or two done is pretty big. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had four at once. It was pretty. I feel pretty like, like deal. your audience might know that, but I feel like my audience is just a bunch of guys that right now are going. What about discs? I don't yeah, know. Right? What's going- <laughs> yeah, we, we throw in discs. I, I had that. I had that bad, bad broke neck. Yeah, um, there you go. Uh, it was all fucked up in there. Uh, so Doctor Man had to get in there and. Uh, Take out the bad, put in the good. Doctor Man, uh-huh. like, is his last name Man? You're not just like no, it's Doctor Spaceman. <laughs> no, it's Doctor Spaceman. Hey, props where props are due. Uh, the chance of death was pretty high in the surgery, so his name's Doctor David Malone. Thank you very much for not <laughs> for not killing me, yeah. Doctor um, the fucking Man. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, good at what he does. Nice. Um, and so I am alive. Um, but yeah, there was a couple weeks where I could barely talk. Um, I still can't really sing. Like I don't have full power in my voice yet. Okay. Reason being the surgery, they go in through the front and what they do is they take your, uh, your throat things like your voice box and your, uh, esophagus and, and all that. And then they just fucking yank it off to the side so that they have room to get to your spine. Uh, and so when you first wake up, you can't, you can't talk. Okay. Hurt talk. Talk hurt. <laughs> okay. And uh, yeah, so like I don't it was. Mean to sound um, like that guy. Can you guys hear me? I can't hear myself. Yeah, what are you? Yet. Here we go. Well, how about now? You better? Am I better? Yeah, there we go. Okay. Yeah. Needed because, a little I mean, headphone. Let's be real here. You just needed some snare in your headphones. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if, it's great headphones. that everyone else can hear the podcast and everything, but let's be real here. I just want to hear myself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. There's That's what a we're reason. Here for. This is why we get into podcasts. Oh, yeah. We've learned how much we enjoy the sound of our own voice, <laughs> and we'd like to hear more. Every time people are like, oh, I hate my voice in recordings, I'm like, oh, well, well you need a better voice. Yeah. Well, <laughs> That's, and you I'm can't actually, be on my show. Yeah. Yeah. I actually still don't really like listening to myself, if I'm being honest. Well, we like listening to you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. That makes me feel way, way better because for a split second, I was like, why the fuck am I doing this? (laughs) (laughs) I don't like to listen to me and nobody else does either. (laughs) That's called anxiety, friend. (laughs) That's right. Um, So, yeah. So uh, I'm alive and uh, uh, happy to be uh, bringing you our show as well as Terrell's new show. So tell us a little about the show. All right, so this will be episode five, mm-hmm. and so uh, the first four have just been, you know, and like I said, we have a format. What's kind it called? Of. It's called binge. Thank you. And uh, it is. It's we have a format, but it's very loose. It's essentially we have you on. I ask you what show you want to talk about, and you know, it's a show that you feel is worth binging. You know, since a lot of us are still kind of locked up, and you know, still half quarantining. You know, quarantini, quarantining. You know, we're you uh, we're in our quarantines, quarantine-ish, <laughs> and yeah, uh, we're quarantineagers, quarantine-esque. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I, this one especially with you two, I wanted to make sure that we picked a show that was like worth talking about for an over amount of time because mm-hmm. normally it's just our episodes, but for you two, I figured we can kind of go a little bit longer mm-hmm. because what we're talking about today is. The Office, is that right? That's right. Absolutely. Fan the, the greatest sitcom of all time. Yeah. The, yeah. The mecca of TV and culture in America at one point. I mean, yeah, I know it's highly debatable, but for me, it is It is definitely, uh, without a doubt, my favorite show. Uh, I, I I live it. I breathe it. I watch it every night. Uh, <laughs> although right now I am doing a, another rewatch of Parks and Rec. That's nice. uh, the classic backup, another Michael you, you Shore classic. You do have classic. to kind of, like, it's like a palate cleanser before you go back to the office or anything right. like that. I, I had movies that I would rewatch when I was younger, but oh, The same. Office was the first show that yeah. I same. obsessively rewatch. Absolutely. What, what do you think it is about the show that makes it that oh, way? Oh, wait. Let's, let's, before we actually dive, dive in. Yeah. 
You need to let's pretend that none of the, everything before right that's now. Oh, we got we, we've got to reset. Oh, we got to do we got to reset. Intro. Yeah, and yeah. we got to do your intro. We got to so do that, my intro so that okay. we can be officially doing your show. Yeah. Otherwise, none of this is official mm-hmm. and it won't count. Yeah. <laughs> well, and even funnier is that like if once I it tell won't people, go up on the scoreboard. Yeah. Once I tell people that this episode's coming out, I'll be like, all right, stoners, you have to listen. For a little while, you did not click on the wrong fucking link. Like I, <laughs> yeah, the first ten minutes are just goofsies. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, welcome, ladies, gentlemen, and others. My name is Terrell Norton, and this is another episode of Binge. <laughs> Binge motherfucker. Put it in your eyes and your ears and your nose. Put it up your butt if you want to. Yeah. In your butt. Yeah, there's office suppositories now. <laughs> I feel like uh, I even told them that I want Black Flag as the as the intro music or anything like that, and I still feel like I might be able to swing that being the new one. Oh, uh, someone, someone can totally remix that. that, yeah, that you just got yourself a song. There's sir. talented That's folks out there who can cut what we just did and make a dope ass beat out of it. Hey, if uh, if you, I put the email address for the for the podcast out every time, so if you guys have fun with that and you make a really good mix and we end up using it, I'll make sure you get all the credit in the world. Yeah. No money, but um, oh, all no, the credit. No, no, no. There's no dollars in this. Oh, and uh, nope. it is just for, for shits and giggles because we'll be talking about The Office and getting into it. Shits uh, and gigs. The email address is bingepodcast918 at gmail.com. Bingepodcast918 at gmail.com. <laughs> so, like the, uh, mor- the morning radio pitch. Right. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to The Office, though, like you guys said that like you, it's, it's almost obsessive. The way you watch it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what is it about the office that makes it that obsession? Because obviously, you guys aren't the only people that are obsessed with that show and, no. and into it as much as you are. So, I'm just like, what is it that's different about that show? Because we were just talking about Parks and Rec, yeah. and even that doesn't have that level of obsession that no. the office does. No, but and it's from the same people. So, yeah, you just I'm just wondering what it is specifically about the office that makes it so obsessive. There's a good balance because I mean, not only do you have that mockumentary style, which is always very inviting because right. it makes you feel like you're talking, seeing real people, and it makes you feel like you're seeing bits and moments of their life, which is mm-hmm. naturally going to encourage us to want to see more. But on top of that style, which is, you know, has been said done to varying degrees for other shows. We mentioned right. Parks and Rec. Um, I mean, I think we got a you got those characters. Guest kind of gave us the oh, absolutely the basis absolutely. of how to do a good mockumentary. Oh yeah, you know. Well, and I think too. I mean, it's it's continued on, and even like people don't seem to realize it's happening sometimes. Like what we do in the shadows is is another yeah. one that yeah. now it's doing like a very yeah. mockumentary style. But people are just kind of like, oh, this is a great show. It's like, did you not notice they're doing the office? Yeah. Like, is that yeah. is that's lost on you? It's uh, it's yeah. hard for me to put my finger on it because I do often wonder. How am I so so comforted by something so cringy? Yeah, well, you know what I mean. Like the cringiest episodes are my favorite. Like right. the people oh, that are, are like, you, are I you skip a Scott's Scott's Tots? I fucking love Scott's Tots. <laughs> but that thing, that element of the characters, the way they interact, uh, and uh, you know, Scott's Tots is such a perfect example. But there's moments in in nearly every episode, especially mm-hmm. early on, when Michael was really painted as this. Um, disruptive character to the natural yeah. order yeah. of the rest of his office. Well, and I mean, like, we've all had those bosses to where you're just kind of like, fuck, dude, stop talking to me. Mm-hmm. Why do you everybody's, think we're friends? Everybody's like, had the boss that thought they were way funny. 
Yeah. And they're not. Thought like, they were crazy funny. Thought that, like, oh, we're not just an office. We're a family. And it's like, we're a kooky bunch. We yeah. fucking hate you. Like, yeah. everyone here hates you. And we like, hate the job. Like, it's not just, oh, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? Like, there's no love for any of this. Yeah. Well, because we, we don't were, like what we're doing. We, we, we don't like each other. We don't like you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even like being in this building. Right. Like, it smells yeah. like fucking mothballs. You know it stinks in there. Well, like you just look at that fucking office and you're like, you, you can know smell. it smells. smells like the seventies. Well, that old that old paper smell. I mean, well, and like the smell I, of old schools, the smell of old library. And they old said newspaper. they they always talk about like it's it's an office that's been around for old a long periodicals. time. Periodicals, yeah. So you know it like it's got to smell like that old shitty coffee. Mm-hmm. Like it's got to smell just like you know. There's been one or two accidents in that place that it's just like it's we kind of cleaned it's it up. Still got that puke from 1988. Dwight yeah, won't like, quit fucking in there, so it smells like stale yeah. semen. <laughs> and of course, course everyone's like what is that oniony smell that we're getting and everyone's like chili yeah. kevin's chili it's yeah, fine yeah. still in the carpet mung still beans. in there so you got fucking mung, mung beans, beans. Yeah, yeah smell like death i've always wondered like how how far kevin went in the cleaning process because it's kevin so i don't feel like he did much oh yeah no, after it was no, just no. off the ground hey hilton will you do me a favor will you google kit kat mung bean <laughs> but like i think too when it comes to uh that office in particular, we were talking about it earlier that it's like they really did walk that razor because if they made him even a little bit <laughs> more boring or assholish, yeah, then you're just at work again. Yeah, there's a there's a, that mung is a bean. Japanese Kit Kat. There's it's, a mung bean, Kit mung bean Kat flavor. Bro. Yeah, uh, so we I must have it. Uh, so well, all right, we're up, gonna have to order food from Japan. That's up, <laughs> up at the uh, up at the dispo, we get the uh, we get a Tokyo box. Oh, cool! And it always comes with all the different uh, Kit Kat flavors, and there are lots. Yeah, that we don't <laughs> get here in the states. It's amazing. Yeah, that's. Um, but some people, I just you know when you just see this, you're like, well, what is that? That looks like maybe a PB and J or like right. a sandwich of some kind. Well, because it just makes so, them for more questions. Because now I'm like, do they do mung bean sandwiches? Well, so all the I time? ask, I ask, I ask. Mm-hmm. I says, I says. So I says to Mabel, I says, <laughs> you're turning into Foghorn Leghorn. I think. So I says to Mabel, I says, uh, what flavor? Uh, what flavor Kit Kat is this? And then uh, she's str- struggling with the word to to remember the word. It's like uh, mung, oh, no. ma, mung, mang bean, and I said mung bean. <laughs> She's like, yeah, that's it. And I was like, oh, I know about those. Very nutritious, but they smell like death. <laughs> <laughs> you know, something about the office is even before you get into the characters, you talk about uh, how that place must smell, but that the the boringness of that work. They yeah, they, yeah. they gave us a paper selling company. Yep. You couldn't think of anything more generic, more nondescript, more lifeless, more formless, full of minutia than blank paper. You more, know? At this point in 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 humanity, more useless, more useless. Like, oh, of course, I'm sorry, you're selling paper. Like you, and not only that, they talk about in the show, it's commission based. Mm-hmm. Like everyone there is yeah, a yeah. commission based paper salesman Ooh, yeah. like that there's no way that you it's ever like, sold anything on commission before oh yeah it's the fucking worst so, i hated yeah. it i i absolutely hated it so bad because if you're not good at sales then you don't make hardly well no and then like i even reword it too I if i'm not fair. good at lying to people and like shit like that so mm-hmm. if someone's like well i don't really need this i'm the guy that i'm like okay fair enough see ya it's a, <laughs> a commission-based sales job is almost never selling something anybody just outright wants. So needs, con- con- like, yeah. Confession time. I learned pr- kind of early on that one uh, that I am kind of good at sort of 
I don't want to say it, but yeah, manipulating, like sort of lying. And right. I, I can manipulate if I want to. Well, I have I mean, that like, within are, me, and were you with great good? power comes great responsibility. <laughs> and by that, I mean I knew, like, I didn't want to be a shitty salesman. I never, like, I, that's part of, I think, part of what drove me to be, like, in entertainment and music and yeah. comedy. And, like, I want, I like. You like authenticity. I do. And I don't, yeah. So, uh, uh, that's why uh, I've never enjoyed selling anything until now when I work at a dispo because I'm selling something I don't have to lie about. Right. I fucking am passionate about it. And I've, you know what I mean? So it's like one of those things where like I've sold things that I didn't give a fuck about and that I was lying to sell. And I yeah. never felt worse. You know what I mean? I've never right. felt oh, yeah. more empty. But for something you uh, care about and you can actually help someone with. Yeah. And so now I can, it, it was like a, a sort of that thing where it's like, you know what? If, if you're going to make a paycheck, and you're gonna uh, utilize those skills, sell something you give a fuck about. Exactly. For sure. Yeah. So, Which uh, makes if me... you're out there and you're selling something that's making you feel empty, <laughs> go sell something you care about. What and you... I swear to God, you will feel different. <laughs> did you just tell everyone to be drug dealers? <laughs> hey, man. I look. I can neither confirm nor deny <laughs> I'll, I'll, my own intentions. <laughs> I'll throw. I'll throw my hat in for an option. I, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of uh, Thrill House Games here in Tulsa. For sure. Uh, mm-hmm. we're, uh, is it okay to say we're in Tulsa? Is, does, yeah. Do they know? Okay, cool. So, yeah. uh, um, so, beep. so if y'all want to, <laughs> we're hearing beep. Y'all want to binge some Super Nintendo later? Uh, right. But the uh, um, that's the kind of store that I could still work at again. Oh yeah. And retail, we anyone who's worked retail can tell you retail can it's be not the fun. worst. It's garbage. It I mean, there's so still mo- there's still even moments at the dispo where you, we just get the worst of the Which worst. Is retail, and, yeah. You know, well, because it's it's not the job itself that truly sucks. It's the people you have to fucking yeah. deal with. Where it's like they're the people that believe that part of the job is taking abuse, and it's like, how about you go fuck yourself? It definitely yeah. is not. Well, and it's it's because people. Every single person treats the shopping experience a little differently. Yeah. And they bring in all of their own issues, their selfishness, their expectations, their mm-hmm. what they were, will take for granted, what they will um, – and, and to, to attempt to try and have a unique experience with each of these people and sell them what you're trying to sell them yep. and get out of it alive – and get out alive. Those like numbers are never going to add up. Well, and I mean, no, no, no. And in that respect, too, I the wonder odds are if not in your favor. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how often. Well, because like in in the show, they mostly deal with mm-hmm. like professional. You know what I mean? Like we're supplying your entire office, or they whatever. have an HR department. Yeah, right. We don't deal with their customers ever. Yeah. So I'm wondering. I'm wondering if they ever really had to deal with that. I mean, because we were talking about like selling something you believe in versus something that it's just kind of like who gives a shit. Yeah. Who the fuck is going to get excited about paper? Well, and the Michael few times, Scott. yeah, Michael, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and we see how that plays against people because how many yeah. times when he meets a client is he acting like this is the end all be all thing in the world? Yeah, and they're like, "Hey, man, are you going to sell me cheap paper or not?" Right. Well, and I, I need, um, I need paper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and I mean, with uh, Jim, especially, what was it? The uh, the first episode, I think it is. He starts describing what he does. He goes, "That I is think I a just bored myself. that is a word for word uh, retake of the sure. British Martin office. Freeman. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Bilbo, big ups, right, yeah, Bilbo well, Baggins. Big ups to Martin Freeman and one uh, of my favorites, Gervais and Rick and uh, Steve Merchant. Yeah, uh, speaking for of Gervais, giving us this show, I know that we're we're talking about the office and everything. Have you seen the Good Place or not the Good Place? I just talked about that the other day. That's why it's on my on my mind. Yeah, uh, the new Ricky Gervais one on Netflix. Uh, no, not yet. I hear it's good though. What it is, is very it? good. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the name of it now. Is it the one uh, where uh, his wife has died? His wife passed away, yeah. and uh, so he's just you know 
trying to, you know, it's essentially about grief and right. what have you. But at the same time, it's it's also kind of like, uh, no, no. that's not it. Afterlife, afterlife. afterlife. There we go. And, uh, uh, yes, I watched the first season. The oh, okay. second season is oddly enough. I've I've rarely said this about any show. The second season is somehow better than the first one. It's he does some amazing work. It is incredible. Like, did you watch Derek? No, I never. I never got to Derek. So I don't know if you know people view it as problematic because he was playing someone with a, a mental illness or not, yeah. a, not a mental illness, but uh, uh, mental retardation, I suppose. Right, like um, a mental uh, uh, ch- mentally challenged. Yeah, but it the show itself was pretty incredible, especially for just how like uh, it, you know it's Ricky Gervais. There's a lot of heart. It's very deep. Mm-hmm. It's dark. It makes you sad as fuck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's he's definitely got a wheelhouse, and he stays in it. Well, like, and that's the thing is... The is, Office was the exception, if you think about well, it. Well, The yeah, Office and this was, wasn't... That was first. I think it was one of those, like, well, I got to get this out of the way before I can do my projects that I want to do. Well, and The Office, the British Office, is still very much in that vein, though. It, it yeah. is a Ricky Gervais show. I mean, all the way through... There through is the heart special, in it. Yeah. There's heart, but but it is also there to make you uncomfortable. And Ricky Gervais loves to make and audiences he uncomfortable. He is so good at it, man. The tie oh, motion that he does exactly in that. Exactly what to do. It's so good. Well, and I mean, like that. That also brings up another. So, do you think that when he made the British version, do you think the American version was going to take off like it did? Like when he imagined it? Like <laughs> I don't think he ever had a, an American version of it existing in mind. Really? No, I don't. I don't because, you know, he just he created that show. It has that classic British formula of what two seasons and uh and a a um, special or whatever. Yeah. Uh are you guys cutting in? A little bit. A little yep. bit. Yeah, that yeah. was weird. It was it was one of those moments of like, "Oh, I'm I'm glad you said something because I was like, man, this is really strong weed." Am I tripping? <laughs> yeah, still cutting a little. Oh. Oh, it's the headphones. This is this is all going to be edited. <laughs> yeah, that sounds better to me. Uh, yeah, the thing that I noticed though is that that kind of entertaining you through making you uncomfortable mm-hmm. that Ricky Gervais does so well, that the British Office did so well, that the first season of the American Office does mm-hmm. well. Heck, you want to talk about a show where the second season is better than the first? The Office, oh, is a yeah. example. Second yeah. Oh, that, what better. I was the point I was making was um, when he created the U.S. or the the U.K. Office. I don't think he had there being a U.S. version in mind because no. it was just him creating a thing. Right. But when people came to him like, hey, we want to do this, he was very much on board. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I, I, I personally, one of my absolute favorite little moments in the office, the American version, was when Ricky Gervais is getting off the oh, elevator. Oh, his cameo? Yeah. 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 It's Reginald one Pusta. of the greatest things because you just see that and they, like, <laughs> Michael lights up because it's like, oh, my God, this guy gets me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That this image, that me. smile that Michael makes. That me like hug him at that, one point. He's yeah, just he like, that's oh. what he does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. like, uh, as far as you know, the the difference between the first season and the second season. Are you of that mindset when people say, "Oh, I don't watch that show"? Are you one of those people that's like, "Dude, you just got to get through the first season. Once you do that, you're you're just smooth sailing after that." Well, you Some know, people got it. Yeah, because the first season is pretty much. I mean, it's very close to a carbon copy of the British version. Right. Um, with the exception being uh, Basketball and uh, Hot Girl. 
None, none of the episodes after episode one. That's the true. Same, the same plot. Yeah, because episode one is essentially just it's a, word for word. Nearly. Like, there's a yeah, couple the scenes pilot's that are different. very similar. Yeah. Well, and I mean like. But uh, the style and the um, the cinematography, the, the color scheme mm-hmm. was very humor. much the British. It was very gray. They were, still sh- they were still trying to make the British office for America. And then in season two, they just said, let's make the American version of this show. Well. Right? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because they That's they, they realized the, they couldn't be quite it got so brighter. Drab. It got yeah. goofier. It got yeah. a little bit more on the nose because yeah. you know British they like the subtle humor, and I yeah. really I like it too. But American audiences don't love it as much right. uh, when they well, have to the, think about the joke. The first season only for went for six, six episodes. episodes. Yeah. yeah. So they were even doing like the British version of things in that respect as well, because every so often I'll get into a British show and I'm like, oh, I can't wait to binge this. And then by dinner, I'm like, oh, well, that done. was fun, yeah. I guess. All right. Yeah, that was a good show, I guess. <laughs> I would like more, but whatever. All right, this is going to be a very difficult question. Uh, and I'll give you a moment if you need it. Favorite cringiest moment in The Office? Ooh. Like there, just, are, there are plenty of funny. Moment? Yeah, just cringiest. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll leave that up to you. Like I said, this is a loose format. Favorite <laughs> doesn't have to mean the cringiest moment. No, no, no. You just, just your the favorite. Like, the most. like your preference. Dunder Mifflin and Sabre? <laughs> mm. That's mine. When they realize that it's pronounced saber, not sabre, and, and it doesn't keep, rhyme anymore, and they keep singing. <laughs> saber, Ed Helms singing anything, and I'm on board. Yeah, every time. Oh god, that's so tough. Well, and I'll tell you that that is not a very that is not the office in its purest form. No, because my you've f- got two brand new or newer characters, right? Having the moment, you're talking about season. Six, which is very much when the show has started to become a bit of a parody of itself. Right, they they know? are kind of like making jokes about their jokes. Like, well, they, they you can it's becoming a sitcom. Yeah, by by season the the way that that show morphs, which it had to to right. have longevity. Mm-hmm. Uh, it couldn't always be exactly what it was in season one, which it, it wasn't even in season two. Right, and but it couldn't even be that. And by the time it got to season six, things were... This is a beautiful time to go ahead and let everyone listening know that Hilton also has a podcast called the People Person's Paper Podcast. That's why this crossover made sense, because this is like a three-way... We have... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, We've uh, got about 60 episodes in the can. We've uh, we've recorded through uh, season four. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I should give a shout-out to my co-host, Brian Sittler, who very much uh, will have wanted to have been here. And uh, uh, as soon as we get a little bit past this pandemic and and he's a little more available, Mm -hmm. we would absolutely love to do a part two so hell keep, yeah uh, him in mind uh, for I think, sure if i were i think i have to say dinner party for me Ooh. because it's just such a perfect compilation yeah. of so many cringies oh yeah. like um when jan basically calls pam out for having slept with michael mm-hmm. um i think my absolute favorite moment is um, how could you say that to me? You know I have soft teeth. <laughs> One of the fucking greatest lines, I think, in the whole series, when he brings the neon out, um, the TV, pushing it back into the wall. When that, I mean, that's not a cringy moment, but it's one of the funniest. Well, that's the amazing thing about that episode. Uh, Dinner Party is in season four, about midway through, and it's it's at like the point where you don't even have cringy moments. Every line in that is cringy. It's so perfect. The look on their faces whenever Jan just goes, oh, well, no, I just started it. It's going to take three hours. Yeah. The Osipuko has to braise for about that, 
the first thought when you said dinner party was Asabuco. Yeah. (laughs) I don't even know what the fuck Asabuco is. I could not spell it if you had a gun to my head. (laughs) Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I'm not going to do it. Do you know? I went to culinary school, yeah. Oh, that's right. You did. (laughs) Please, no. uh, Spell it so we can look it up. uh, Oh, it's O-S-S-O-B-U-C-C-O. I can spell Asabuco. What is Asabuco? He can make it. I can spell it. Yeah, it's a very tough cut. It's got a bone in the middle and everything like that. It's a very tough cut. That's what she said. That's what she said. It's got a bone in the middle. Let's go. Okay. So, but then you have to braise it very slowly and for a long time. Oh, oh, we know. Yeah. Yeah. For three hours. Uh, But like, and and not only that, it's just, it's very, very good if it's done correctly. But there's something about whenever she was talking about it that I'm sitting there and my culinary mind is just going, you fucked it up. There's no way that this is going to be good. Just judging of, based on you as a person, there's yeah. no way this is like you great. Know she fucked up oh God, yeah. yeah. And that's why he had to dip it in the wine because it was tough. Well, he's got soft teeth. He has Still. soft teeth. The man has soft teeth. And that's to be he- honest, look, I you know, Did- I, I'm yes, all women, but Jan was wrong. Oh, Jan yeah. was wrong. To judge him Jan for his wrong. soft no, teeth. No, that's not okay. That's not okay. Well, when a man has a weakness, when anyone has a weakness, <laughs> you don't point it out in front of their dinner compatriots. Uncool, Jan. Here's the thing. Dinner she party did it feels... On it was with malice. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, a forethought. Judge she him had his soft teeth malice, in her heart. A forethought. <laughs> oh, or his bed at the end of the bed. Yeah, where he... It's actually uh, a lot bigger than it looks. <laughs> See, look, he fits fits right on there. Yeah. Which, well, you're you know, kind of curled up there. <laughs> which, uh, is, is Michael is Michael a sub? I don't know if I... Uh, Michael tries to that. get them to invest in her candle company. That's mm-hmm. super cringy. Yep. Oh, God. In the garage. That episode Which feels... is where he spends most of his time. The, it feels... That's such a depressing moment because yeah. it's just boxes of his shit. That she's boxed up and thrown into the garage and been like, In this is where garage. you live now. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> well, think about it. This is four seasons into the show. This is like the writers took the challenge to write the most British office episode they could find. Oh, God. Like, as if someone said, hey, I challenge you. Make us cringe <laughs> for the entire show. Because everything from the, the top layers of the dialogue to the asides, like mm. you mentioned. Like, the I, this is where I spend most of my time. Those Every line in that show is like peeling the layer of a cringy <laughs> onion, you know? And, and, then, and then not only that, it's not even just in the room because then Dwight shows up at the door mm-hmm. and he's just like, well, you just said something about wine glasses. I brought them and here's my date that you don't know. It's like, what? Well, fine. It's always what you want. What I want, it's never what I want. Well, you have any idea the physical toll that three vasectomies have on a person? And that shit is silly. That is silly. The babysitter is silly. So not only do you have those moments of like cold, hard cringe. Then you have like this goofy ass. Yeah. Silly, ridiculous. I mean, (laughs) it's, it is a masterwork. It really is. Well, no, and I'm sorry, but that TV is, is like you were saying, like when he just puts it back to the wall. Oh, oh, yeah. The gag, the gag of him. Fucking funny. Yeah. The gag of him saying when the room gets crowded, bang, right into the wall. So just, fucking funny. Oh, but, and then whenever she throws the Dundee, yeah. combining two, this has got to be like his worst nightmare situation. The yeah. woman oh, that fucked he, up his most prized possessions. Uh, oh, the plural. way he, the like, passion when he screams at her about the cost of the television. Yep. You know, and, that uh, is a two hundred and fifty dollar plasma <laughs> screen TV you just killed. Yeah. Good luck paying me back on your zero dollar salary, babe. Also, Plus, benefits, adding the babe. Ba- yeah, adding the babe at the end. 
So good. Yeah. I like that it's zero dollars a year, but still plus benefits. And, and you know, we haven't even talked about <laughs> you get a good health care plan on zero dollars a year salary. Because that whole thing, write down. Okay, so like the the, the the getting excited over that little bit that the TV moves. Yep. I haven't done that. I haven't seen that. But we've all seen something like that. Oh, yes. Someone that's just so excited about Over that something. little Nothing. thing. Something, Nothing. yeah. Whether it's their own unique proclivity or it's because of, the, let's remember, back in the day, those flat screens mounted on walls were yep. cool. One people of the were things excited about being able people to move paid a TV. lot of money for that, and then all that paid a lot of money to have someone else install it on their wall. And that was my thought too: was two hundred fifty dollars. Remember when those TVs cost two hundred fifty dollars? Yeah. Well, those the something the size of your laptop screen. Mm-hmm. You know? it's, and and what's funny though now is that it's like you move a flat screen, it's like I got it. Like I can just pick up my flat screen and take it out. You know when I'm moving or whatever. Oh, yeah. Those TVs back in the day, it was like, hey, bud. You should stretch first. Yeah, they were like heavy. this is this is gonna get weird. Yeah. Like, Michaels wasn't, but no, yeah. no his was still small, Michaels could definitely he could put it in a jacket pocket. Guys, sure. I had I had, and I'm not kidding you. I had a 70s era. Actually, I think it might have been like maybe 1980 or like, but right at the cusp. It was either late 70s. Did it have the wood grain? You bet your fucking yes! ass, dude. Nice. This I'm not joking. This TV. Was in and of itself a fucking like entertainment center. Like it was, well, not that, I guess, but it was. Dude, for the time, that was an entertainment center. It was was, unbelievably fucking heavy. Well, so unbelievably cumbersome. It was flat on top, and when it died, someone bought another TV and you put it on top. Just put it on top, and And then that that was your TV TV stand. And the thing at the bottom was now just the table where the TV lived. You could actually see the evolution of their TVs, just how tall it got. Yeah, like, that was a third TV. It's <laughs> yeah. so, so smaller, but clearer pictures. Instead somehow. of being that person, I was the person that the bottom TV just kept working. Oh, yeah, you, you got you, you into lift. my early 20s. That's awesome. Till, wow. That's I'm awesome. not kidding you guys. That shit's that's, cool. That's I intense. had that shit well into my early 20s, Man. playing some Jack Nicholas golf on there. That's, oh, Ooh, okay. Yeah, baby. Was that, was that Sega Genesis? Jack no, that was a uh, 8-bit Nintendo baby. Was it? Yes. Okay, now I have another one because Okay. This, like I said loose format. I have this idea. Yeah, man. Fuck it, we're going for it. Favorite Michael is an actual human moment because there are a few, Ooh. but it's it's and I'll I'll give you mine to start out so you can so you can think about it and everything like that. Mine is Halloween in season this. 2. I knew it. Whenever he has to fire that guy and then it kind of like zooms in into his window so he doesn't think anyone's watching and he's just having like a scotch and just kind of he's not even watching tv he's like it's on but he's Uh just like focused towards it and he's just thinking about what he had to do that day and then the kids show up to trick-or-treat and then it's and then it's kids are here michael he turns on and he's just oh and he's gonna have fun and 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 that was right because that's like the first moment that you kind of get human michael it was like that season two, you said, right? Yeah. 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 So that, that to me feels like a moment where, because David Brent was real and they wanted mm-hmm. David Brent to be real, but David Brent was real and was not the kind of person anyone would ever want to be around. Yeah. Right. That's where I feel like the writers really understood that Michael was going to be real. He was going to offend you. He was going to say some stupid ass shit. Yeah. You know, stuff now you couldn't flat out say. Oh, oh yeah. no. He was, I mean, he but, was. But he was also. Uh, a vulnerable man and a man who who took who cared. Yeah, and, and I think 
really showing that he cared. Where David Brent was a, a selfish, narcissistic mm-hmm. asshole. Well, and Mark Michael, Michael very Scott, much is as well. Yeah, well, he's well incredibly yeah. selfish. I think without he, the without well, the carrying element too. Like Michael is just the fucking edge lords that we all have seen at, at any open mics or anything like that. Where he's like, oh well, if I'm offensive, they're going to laugh. Right. But the yes. thing is, is that yeah. like, no, 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 you're offending us. Like, why are we going to laugh? Yeah. At something that just offended us, that doesn't make us. And so he's just confused as to what he's like. I'm a fucking comedian genius. Like, why are you, you people uh, not laughing? Yeah. Do you have a favorite? Like a favorite uh, like human Michael? Human Michael? Michael? That that one, of course, uh, is a fantastic one. I think mine uh, is. I think I know yours too. Go ahead. Go. I want to hear your guess. You're like I'll a tell fucking you if you're office right. savant. Let's. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say we also know each other very well. <laughs> Uh, I would say after he gives the gift to Oscar. Oh, no. Okay. That's not a it. solid one, though. It that is, is so um, Pam's art show. Oh, oh, yeah. That is so good. That's so beautiful. When he goes, I'm proud of you. I I'm don't so care. proud of you. I don't care if you just yeah. got out of prison like for 20 years or something. You watch that shit, and he goes, I'm proud of you. You're like, hmm. It's so right. good. It's yeah. so because genuine. Y- There's not only that, you just spent the whole episode watching Pam and just going... Oh, honey. Like, you just want to reach through and give her a hug. Well, she, she has, took this chance. Not only was he the only one that genuinely cared, because Roy showed up, but for selfish reasons. Mm-hmm. Oscar showed up and was very Almost catty. Almost dehumanizer. And, yes. Yeah. Michael showed up and cared more than anybody could mm-hmm. in that moment. And supported her. And, like, and, it, and it was art. genuine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. he bought the the one of the office to keep in the office. Yeah. Well, no, because he, know. what did he, he said something about like how much. Yeah, he, no, he just buys the one. Yeah. Oh, no, he doesn't say all no, of them. No, I think he says just Does he not say all of them? No, yeah, I think he, he just gets he, the one. Because he says he really focuses on that one. Yeah. Well, but shit. He's like, we have to have it for the office. Yeah. Um, but and, then, yeah. and then I love that in a few episodes later, Dwight talks shit about it. He's just like, uh, I'm sorry, what are there, yeah. two sons? <laughs> we're on the Andromeda Galaxy. <laughs> well, and then, of course, I don't know if you guys know, there's a deleted scene where it actually gets damaged, where they where they, where it would actually have been removed from the show because uh, I think someone tried, spills paint on it or something. Oh, no. oh wow. Yeah, I think Aaron actually uh, damages it, but they never ended up using the scene. So, But then there, it, it also gives you that great callback at the, uh, at the finale when Pam grabs it on the way out. Which I think, too, uh, personally, knowing about that. Because that- it's sort of like, they can have this office, but they can't have this. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. is coming with me. Yeah. I like that. Well, um, yeah, and I think they were so good at, at things like that, too, to where it was like, it felt like every character was just kind of like, yeah, I might have had like some shitty moments here, but this has been home. I think for- all of my favorite Michael Human moments are with him and Pam. Because my other one is him leaving at the airport. Oh, of course. oh and That's she and one. I think mine wasn't even just the hug, but was her talking her, yeah. about saying what Michael. he's yeah yeah yep. and he's just, and she's he's just really excited to get to Holly and yep. you're like you're damn right he is because they're perfect <laughs> yeah no it's it's beautiful <laughs> well and then what about uh you know later he also uh, has a very good relationship with Aaron as uh, a bit of a he does. That's a good one does, yeah. yeah when he uh, when he starts pretending like you go to your room when he's outside that, uh, yeah. Gabe's house with her yeah, yeah that's a good one. Among, well, amongst that, a weird episode. Yeah, <laughs> another weird one. What was that it? one's got a lot of weird shit going on, like um, the trying to calm the baby bit, yep. uh, oh, Dwight geez. making That's Jim feed him the scene. pizza. Yeah. That's probably one of my favorite <laughs> scenes with Dwight really having the comeuppance on Jim. I think, oh my God. Just and the delivery face, of the line just, yeah. where he goes, surprise me. No. <laughs> 
pepperoni. (laughs) 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 When she said, like, she's like, you, uh, Dwight, we're friends. And he says, yes, but you married my arch nemesis. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. And then going back when uh, Dwight had the head injury. And he's talking to Pam about that's her, a good one. Her oh, new, yeah. uh, you know, that's probably one of my favorite. Okay, new one. Favorite uh, friend, unlikely friend duo in mm. the show because they oh, do awesome. multiples. Yeah. Uh, mine would probably be Dwight and Pam, especially in that episode because uh, he just goes. Oh, I got this website. You can download all the songs you want for like pennies on the dollar. The only thing is, all the songs are in Russian. <laughs> and she just kind of like stops, like, God damn it. And he's just like, Kidding. Why would they be in Russian? Anyway, see you later, Pan. I, uh, <laughs> I like Pan. the times that Ryan reluctantly uh, gives into uh, brief friendships with Dwight, like uh, yeah. after the, the initiation episode where yep. they're drinking at the bar. <laughs> yeah. And then um, the, uh, the alliance against Jim. Yeah. Do, do, do you seesaw? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've seen. Saw. Have you seen Saw? Yes, I see Saw. Mose and I see Saw all the time. Yeah. Ryan, Ryan, just get in the coffin. Just get in the coffin. Okay, you don't have to wrestle Mose. Just get in the coffin. Uh, but like, there's there's multiple times though that in yeah, the yeah. show you kind of see like Weird two characters that they're just kind of like. And, and I think one of my favorite lines from that episode of Dwight having the head injury is whenever Pam's like, "No, no, we're not, we're not." Oh my God, Dwight's, Dwight's kind of my, my friend. <laughs> well, and I'll tell you, uh, besides being a, a neat, just funny pairing, that moment is such a great moment because that's one of the things that I think is another big compelling thing about why this show succeeded. It's not just that that mockumentary style is so inviting. It's that they made characters who evolved oh, in, yeah. in little ways. In the first six episodes, we go from that Jim and Pammer glancing at each other there's something there to that moment i think it's in the sixth episode where pam falls asleep with her head on jim's shoulder yep. um, is it early it might even be it's earlier. earlier but i think it's like diversity day oh so it's number two even or oh god but there's little moments along the way that sort of tease you about it was during a conference mm-hmm. room meeting it was it was it was absolutely and it might be as uh, early as diversity conference day. room five minutes so i think it's at the end where i think does mr black come back that's what it is. Yeah. Okay. That's what it is. And yeah. he's having to give the speech again mm-hmm. and she falls asleep. Yeah. Which, uh, <laughs> oh man, who played, uh, uh, who, who was that in that episode? He's a fantastic comedian. Larry Wilmore. Larry Wilmore. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, is he still with us? He didn't pass away, did he? No. Good, 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 good. No. I'm, Why would I'm going to look it up. Thing? I'm going to look it up because I'm unsure. Because 2020 happened That's and I can't fair. get over the amount of people we oh, lost. It is we actually, in 2021, lost uh, Cloris Leachman. We did. We did. Lose okay. Uh, he's that one actually 59 hurts. years. He is still with us. Fantastic. Great. Uh, uh, um, 59 years young. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> even, even members of our office cast are, are not with us anymore, mm-hmm. sadly. Oh, man. Who all have we lost? We've uh, lost. We lost uh, Hugh Dane. Uh, yeah. played uh, the uh, security guard, Hank. Oh, man. Uh, did then, we lose Bob Vance of Vance Refrigeration? We did. We did lose Bob Vance, uh, yeah. whose, whose real name escapes me, but I'm going to pull it up. Uh, Bobbert? No, 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 no. We did lose Bob Vance. I'm so sorry. We lost um, Ed uh, Truck. Ed Truck is who we lost. Ed Truck. Okay. His uh, kappa was detained. <laughs> yeah, that gets a little bit. Um, uh, if that guy didn't fucking die of decapitation, that's a missed I'm opportunity. Just going to be so he should have put in his will, like, look, just after whatever takes me, just cut off my head at the end, just so it's funny. <laughs> just please, yeah, Ken Howard. I want to put some Ken funny. Howard. Uh, Ken Howard also was in uh, Thirty Rock. Well, he actually <laughs> passed away in '06. Did he? Oh, it's been yeah. a while now, huh? Oh, yeah, oh no, I, I wasn't saying that. So they all passed. Away oh, okay, in okay. Just some of the the faces. The character died in two thousand six. Oh, 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 
Oh yeah, that's true. We are wait. Oh oh okay yeah. okay. Because uh, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I was like, guys, that's when Ed Truck the character. Ken Howard died, died in 2016, ten years later. Okay okay. Also, <laughs> yeah. also sad. Either way. Um, but um, but something but but even just the way that those characters developed over over episodes over seasons that moment with Pam where she's realizing Dwight's her friend where she's being friendly with Dwight where they're developing that relationship she gives him a hug as he's going to the hospital because she knows when he comes back he's just gonna be Dwight again she's like he's like oh I'm coming back she's yeah kind of yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and that that kind of sharp writing the little asides like that it was another thing too that I, it was really we lucked out with this show where it hits such a strong balance I mean, there were some good bits in that in that episode mm-hmm. uh michael filling out the form reason for visit what you put down <laughs> breaking friend <laughs> of the hospital <laughs> What's yeah, your, or what's your middle name? Danger. <laughs> it's Kurt. <laughs> Why do I know that? <laughs> yeah, because that's the one where he burns his foot on the foreman go- grill. Too, yeah, right? yeah. But yeah. then Dwight has a concussion, and then Michael is convinced that the foot injury is just as severe, if not worse. He keeps yeah. trying to stick his foot in the yeah. MRI machine. <laughs> well, you just kind of look at the surface. Is it red and swollen? That's what she said. Dwight, that's my joke. <laughs> And even funnier is that he's just upset because the, the doctor the doctor the doctor is just like <laughs> it makes the doctor laugh. Here's something. Uh, that's what she said right there. Michael says, "Dwight, that's my joke." That's what she she said came out that as a joke as something people said came out before the office. Oh, way before. Way well, no, before. yeah, it's, I think he it's knows, one of those. Things. He knows that. Oh, yeah. But 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 no no but but since the office. How much do you guys feel like that's what she said has become? Oh, it is only it is only an office joke. Thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, Look. because and I think it's it's almost like it. That's an even deeper layer of Michael mm-hmm. because like we all know those Mackle. people, Mackle, uh, uh, <laughs> we all know those people where like their go to jokes are someone else's jokes. Like those aren't even yours, dude. Like yeah, yeah. they'll do like an impression yeah. of someone or something like that, and it's just oh, kind of yeah. like. Dude, that's not even your joke. Like, what the fuck are you doing? But to them, that's their joke. Like, that's yeah. their thing. It's like, my Borat impression is so good. It's like, dude, Borat was way long ago, even after the second one. No one wants to fucking hear it. Yeah. yeah. You don't hear me doing my Harry Carey all the time, even though it's <laughs> fucking brilliant. Hi! Yeah, you guys don't even <laughs> it, know. But it came about well before the Will Ferrell one because I grew up a Cubs fan. Right. And so that man's voice was ingrained in my soul. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, if you ever want to hear it, my impression of Dana Carvey's Dude. impression of George H.W. <laughs> Bush is solid gold. Hilton's <laughs> impressions are pretty fucking legendary. They, they, they well are. Well done. They are. Yeah. Well, that's the one. I and his accent. I only have the one. <laughs> good accents. Great accents. Good impressions. I can hold them the whole time. I am telling you right now, anytime I think of accents, I think of Bob's Burgers when they're doing the Super Bowl commercial, and he's like, I can do this accent. I can do that accent. And they go, can you do Russian? And he goes, hey, I'm a Russian. No, I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, oh, every man. single time I think of that, yeah. I love whenever you uh, just decide in your head to uh, attempt one and you dive right in and you go, "Oh fuck, I, I, that, <laughs> I can't do I that." Can't do that well, everyone's already looking at me. Shit. Thought I'd be yeah. better at that. Yeah. What is your favorite cringy Michael joke? Because he's I mean, got quite a few that oh, yeah. just really missed the mark that he was going for. Now, I will say it can either be a joke that Michael made or a joke made at Michael's expense. I'll go old school on this one. Uh, early on when he does the Chris Rock bit. Oh, shit. 
because it's such a great example of not just a Michael thing, right? But something that we've all seen, which is not only someone trying to do someone else's bit, which we were just talking about, mm-hmm. but someone slipping into uh, racist or offensive language, trying to do someone's bit because that yep. person may have had the allowance to do it. No, and that's that's what I was talking about is that it's like without certain elements of the character Michael like he really is just every edge lord that we've ever met. Oh yeah. Because I, he's just like he doesn't understand why it's not working is the part that's right. really fucked up. Yeah. Because it's just like wait, that killed when Chris Rock did it. It's like yeah, but when he did it, yeah. it was comedy. When you do it, we hate you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think I like a lot of the the more subtle ones where he just tries to make a joke he thinks is a joke and it just isn't a joke at all. Yeah. Like um, no. like the one where Dwight's eating the grapes and he says one joke that doesn't land and then eventually he goes, ah, grapes, seductive, nailed the joke. And no. those are the things <laughs> that led to the Jim face existing. Is Michael attempting a joke that didn't work and then Jim just giving that confused smirk of like, Mm, not really, you know, <laughs> like that, that's why the gym face is a thing. Yeah. Well, it was almost comforting when he did it because you're just kind of like, you guys, you're also, you guys... th- you're also thinking like, hm, yeah, right. No, he's uh, the straight guy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, him and Ryan in the beginning, especially were the, 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 the straight guys that, yeah. that sort of, well, cause like in the first season, let it... you know that it, what's happening was goofy. Well, cause in the first season it was mostly based on like Ryan arriving at the office is kind of like the temp. He's the new temp. Yeah. He, so and he's our viewpoint character. Right. And then in, in the, the second, yeah. yeah, in the second season, they just like, ah, fuck it. They abandoned no. that yeah. completely. But honestly, like, I'm kind of glad they did and they let Ryan actually you know, devolve into the character that he ended up becoming <laughs> just this piece. Of oh yeah. Shit. He was fucking terrible. Just a horrible person. Like just awful. And even in the very last episode, still a piece of shit. Yeah. Like Kelly's oh, happy. Yeah. Like with this person, he's got a baby with another woman and then they run off together and leave the baby at the wedding. Mm-hmm. Like fucking <clears throat> piece of shit through and through that poor baby. <laughs> Can we talk about the, the, fucking series of days that that baby had oh my god or yeah. the life ahead of it from that point on of just yeah, kind of like that kid's never having a normal life never with nelly with with nelly no no well no i mean with, with the trauma that it's been left behind well also not with come on now. that's a baby that, that dude that infant, nelly wants that baby, no one would Nelly's have a good baby. future with nelly yeah nelly would be a wonderful mother and that is very well established in the, <laughs> in the show I, okay yeah she she nelly would care. she is a flighty Sort of idiotic character, but she loves deeply and if, wants nothing yeah, more than yeah. to be a if mother. We're talk and about... you sons of bitches right now are making oh, me so angry. I'm kidding. <laughs> what, what do you? I was like, who likes Nelly? Like, <laughs> I do like Nelly. Well, I fucking I, I think she's funny. I think Ugh. she's fine. I think, I think the she... character of Nelly is hilarious. Nelly... I hated her. I really did. It was one. Of, she was one of those characters. She was a lot like Robert California. When she was on screen, I was like, you, her don't, presence, you don't even need to be here. Her presence was almost entirely unnecessary. Yeah. But uh, uh, as an actress, I like her a lot. I think she's very funny, and I thought that the character... She was great on Dr. With Hill. what she was working with, she made a very funny character out of that. We are now talking about seasons eight and nine, where there's are no... is a very 
very different show. It's a contentious than what we're couple with. seasons. Well, and it's also kind of a, a touchy subject for a lot of like hardcore Office fans because there are people that they're like, "Fuck that!" I, they no. start over I after sk- season yeah, seven. I skip all of those. Yep. They'll watch the last episode because it's you know it's back to the the, the family finale. vibe, the yeah. whole thing, and it's you know spoilers. Honestly, though, if you're listening to the show, you know we do spoilers. Fuck you. I was so, like, the premiere was what oh five. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so, they're, but they're like, so when Dwight's getting married and everything, it kind of brings back that family vibe mm-hmm. that they had in those first six, seven seasons, you know? But, like, yeah, Robert California, Nelly, all these characters, it's like, you're not Michael. You're here to replace Michael, and I don't enjoy that about you because you're not nailing it at mm-hmm. all. Fuck you. Die in a fire. Get out. Here's <laughs> the thing. Seasons two, three, four, and five form a very consistent weekly format Yep, that worked and was very reliable mm-hmm. until you get to about the end, uh, until you get into about season six, there is so little change in the core cast mm-hmm. in the way the show happens. Some of those episodes in seasons two and three um, are almost uh, mirror images in the way the story plays out from the little yep. moments that happen in the cold open to how it gets developed in the first 10 minutes to where the craziness ensues in the last 10 to 15. Right. There's a structure. That's called television. I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not well, saying anything shocking. I also here. love too that it was like yes, the it was a it was a very like we were talking about my show is a very loose format. Mm-hmm. Theirs is not. Theirs is like this is our format, but at mm-hmm. the same time it allowed for evolution of characters as well. Oh yeah. And I think that's what it was. Was it's like it didn't go outside the it's like that that episode of Futurama where they try and trick the aliens by doing a twist ending on oh, this on show the, or whatever. On the female, plucky female yeah, lawyer. Yeah, plucky or female lawyer. And they were like, we do not like this new ending <laughs> because it changed, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of the same thing I always think of when I think of shows like this where it's like, you can't go outside of it too much, but just enough yeah. to where it's like, wait, Pam and Dwight are friends now? That's awesome. Like, But at the same time, it wasn't that outside of the realm of Oh, possible. yeah. The, the, and that's a beauty, beautiful thing about The Office and probably why it, it, we are where we are is because it combined things like that character development that's going to keep you hooked week after week, mm-hmm. but also that comfort and security of a show. You know exactly what Michael's going to be like if you bring up any old topic. There this week we're talking, oh, Michael's got his injured his foot on a foreman grill. Oh, I know exactly how this is going to <laughs> yeah. go. Let me guess. You someone know? else gets hurt and he takes his shit more seriously than yeah. theirs, even though they're injured. Yeah, we know where this is going. Play it. Yeah, <laughs> It's... And by the time we get into season six, season seven, eight, nine, et cetera, you start to have to make changes just yeah. because the, the nature of this of that business is going to be cast members have to change. The people behind the scenes change. That means the tone is going to change. And it did. And because of that, is that's where you're going to start to see uh, an, a re- response from the viewership. Well, and I also think, too, that by that point, the office had already just taken off. Like, people are watching week after week after week. And so then they start attaching bigger names to it. Mm-hmm. Kathy Bates had a, a mm-hmm. short-lived cameo exactly. character. Uh, you know, who, who's the guy that plays Robert California? Uh, James Spader. Mm-hmm. James Spader. I can listen to that man talk for an hour. Like, it's, it's uh, what is that, Black uh, Blacklist? Yeah. Dude, that show is just... 
it's a great action show. Don't get me wrong, but let's be real here. We watched it for James Spader to oh, just talk. I've been I've gone back and watched uh, Boston Legal, which uh, yep, very go. very uh, offensive in many ways. Quite quite an interesting <laughs> show that Boston Legal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but him listening him talk is really why I watch it. And that's what's really upsetting about Robert California for me. I love James Spader, but mm-hmm. just that you just all I see when I look at him is just that NBC trying to make more money off mm-hmm. of this this show even though michael's no longer there i'm like that's we've all we all know those shows that do that shit and they continue on after a character leaves or an actor leaves or whatever and you're kind of like you can't help it it's like a surrogate step parent you know what i mean because you're looking at him going you're not them well you are not you you know there's it's obviously it's one of those both there's two sides of the fence things where as a series, one actor leaving the rest of the cast and the crew and the writers and, you know, they want to keep going. It's, you know, mm-hmm. it's still a show. It's still their paycheck. It's still their their livelihood. But as a fan, when the most important character of the show is mm-hmm. no longer there, it's hard to carry on, especially when you try to replace them. Well, and you or, start to see how... And un- those were big shoes to fill. Well, and you start to see how the business of making television impacted the creative job of writing The Mm -hmm. Office. Right. Because once Steve Carell was no longer on the table, the business people made decisions on how to try and carry on. James Spader was partially because of star power, obviously. Right. Right. Uh, Ed Helms taking over uh, and his character, Andy Bernard, taking over as the manager of the branch and still having that same sort of awkwardness. They went for the character that was the most awkward, trying to keep that same vibe. Yeah. You know they right. they made a lot of choices that were obvious, that were clear that choices were being made and unfortunately that sort of killed a little bit of the illusion yeah. of the show. Well, and there's you know like I always you know with watching any show that many times you also like start to notice the inconsistencies in the first and later seasons like right. like the 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 one that always gets me is that at one point Andy references having a fucking stepmom mm-hmm. and yet they very much establish that his mom is his mom and his dad is his dad. Uh, his father's name, which changed Walter and Ellen Bernard. What was it originally? Wasn't it? I think it was Andrew Sr. or something. Was, was, was he not a junior at one point? And then they changed that. No, 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 no. Because because sexual. No, they he named Andy Walter Jr. Originally. Oh, and then changed and then name. changed it to Andy when his little brother was born because they thought he better exemplified the Walter Jr. name. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Wow. Yeah, because yeah. See, and that's it's the little stuff like that that you're just like, of course that explains Andy. He says, if it weren't yeah, for Secretary's right. Day, I wouldn't have a stepmom. Well, and Andy's yep. an interesting character. Uh, Andy is one where I would say behind the scenes, uh, there was more changing than you may have even realized in the early He seasons. turned into a piece of shit, too. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. his character changes a lot over yeah. the course of, of that show. And, and, and I think it's partially because the writers really needed him to fill different roles. Yeah, He right. was very much a foil for Jim He's kind of that, that catch-all character almost mm-hmm. of kind of like, well, who's going to tell him? Ah, just fucking make He was Andy the switch hitter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, well and like, uh, hit the... from both sides of the plate. You need jokes from over here? I got you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and it's funny, too, because, like, at, there are episodes where you're like, Andy's a piece of shit. Yeah. But then there are, like, the, uh, the, the, what is it, the picnic or the, what do you call it? One where he's got it, he's just floating in the sumo suit. Oh, yeah. The, uh, yeah, uh, beach day. Yeah, beach, beach day. day. That's what, and, and when he's doing that, exactly. Yeah. When he's in the sumo suit and he's floating, you somehow still are just like, 
oh, someone find him. Like, you're just kind of like, poor Andy. Uh-huh. Like You're like, oh, he's going to die out there. <laughs> you go, oh, shit. <laughs> My name is Andrew Bernard. I was with a group called Dunder Mifflin. <laughs> <laughs> I love that the cameramen actually shine a light on him, make then, sure that you know that he's still here, and then leave. Like, <laughs> that's a that's a great, uh, great, great question, though, if I, if I can offer one. Yeah, yeah. What is y'all's favorite um, where you, you Ooh, recognize that y'all? I like oh, that. We're, we're Southern. <laughs> Uh, where where the camera crew is is obvious, or the, ah. that there's a response from the team that's making the, the uh, documentary. Oh, when Jim is trying to, whenever they're pranking the Utica branch, mm-hmm. and Jim is hiding in the car, and then Karen looks over. Jim ducks down, but the camera guy ducks like. Oh, cut, Jim's like, out. And Jim's like, what are you fucking doing? Like <laughs> he like moves the camera down and just looks at him like, dude, like <laughs> you're screwing me here. I like, like the one where the camera yeah. crew helps Pam figure out that uh, Dwight and Angela are banging uh, mm-hmm. with the Snickers bar thing. Yeah, when they come over and like get her attention and they're like, hey, hey, over here. Okay, that's a good one. I wonder if uh, I've always wondered too if that was just the cameraman's conscience of just being like, "How are we the only ones that know about this shit?" Yeah, yeah. like we're tired of of the we. Also, I wonder if it's gossip because I wonder if whenever they're not filming, they do kind of talk to them and everything like that. Well, I mean, I think you also have to recognize that even if it were we're saying it's a real documentary, let's let's look at it through the eyes of an actual documentary. You you are interacting as little as humanly possible to keep your you know your moral standards of a documentarian. Right. However, you are looking for the most interesting thing to happen. Yeah. So in that moment, the most interesting thing to happen will be for Pam to know that the that second fair. Snickers bar was for Dwight. But you can't just go say, "Hey, look over there." Yeah. So you have to just make severe camera movements <laughs> until she gets it, and then when she oh. does, she's fucking stoked. I always love too that uh, they uh, multiple characters find out at different times, and then it's kind of one of those like, "How long have you known?" Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, we should have started dating a long time ago. Which again, you know, to bring this back uh, to one of the things, uh, I don't know that we've said it explicitly out loud, but it, about how relatable work environments are. Even if it's not yeah. an office. You oh, know? right. Uh, how the idea of these different kind of strong personalities, if they're not directly reminding you of someone specifically, they may right. be abstractly reminding you of something else. Yeah. Well, Everybody also, has the uh, and, the uptight Christian, the uh, yep. the thermostat guy, yeah. the, uh, the, the crazy Kevin. motherfucker that you're yeah. just like, where did you even come from? <laughs> the creed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and I also think, too, that it's like it did paint a very real picture of just kind of like it does not matter how how like you interact one time or another eventually if you're around someone long enough you will fucking hate something about them and some and you will have an interaction with them to where it's just like you know what how about fuck you how about that like you have it in multiple episodes like there's the episode where Oscar they kind of point out it's like he's the well actually guy he yeah. knows mm-hmm. so much and it's like he Michael somehow trumps him on something and they're just like you have got to keep doing this yeah like, I think it's cr- I think you're right I I think no two human beings will ever like 100% of the personality traits of the other person. Yeah. Well, no, and, it's and just, that's healthy. Yeah, that's it is one normal. Because like you have to have that in order to grow. My wife and I, perfect example. We have 
probably one of the healthiest relationships I know of, like mm-hmm. of, of of my married friends. Right. But there are things about one another. There's things about me she can't fucking stand, and likewise, you know what I mean. There's right. Things... Because that's just people. At exactly. That point. However, like... I like her more than I like pretty much anybody else on the right. planet. <laughs> no, uh, Ami- uh, amigo, the devil is one of my favorite recording artists, and he has a line where it's a love song. And he just goes, "It's true. I hate everything but you." <laughs> it's, and I'm just like I'm sitting there and I played it for someone and they go that's kind of funny I go really because to me who does hate everything that's one of the most romantic fucking things <laughs> I've ever heard because that's how I feel about the girl that I'm with right now that it's like I Aww. fucking hate everybody and everything she can hear this too oh, yeah. <laughs> now she knows <laughs> But Cats like, out of the bag, bro. Oh, just wait till uh, you listen to the second episode with Sandra. Oh I, no, I, I gush about my lady. Uh, That's uh, can you? Can I? I'm sure all your listeners will know. So, but what other what other shows are, are we supposed uh, to? Binge? So so far, because I've got a list working in my in the notes app in my phone, so that way we don't have uh, you know overlap of like you already did this fucking show. Unless oh, yeah. of course you know, shout out to Brian again because I do want to have you guys back. back. Cool, and then we'll do an office part. Well, two. and that'll be a little ways out. I oh, for sure. Part- yeah. He, Brian's one of those guys who's, who's who's being just top level safe about that. Well, and not only that, we also and don't want to do it too quickly after this one because absolutely. we want to just make sure that everyone Let forgot. It simmer. Yeah, for, they simmer. forget. They're like, oh, you're definitely doing a number two. Okay, I'm definitely doing a number making, two right now. It's called this show. Number two. Uh, hey, but no, we've done uh, Lost with Landry. We did uh, Insecure with Sandra. Mm-hmm. We did Trailer Park Boys with Dustin mm-hmm. and Breaking Bad with Zach Amon so right. far. Some good shows and to so check out some there. great shows. Uh, I will say we we've kind of you know definitely hit on I would say you know the gods of binging if you will as far as shows. Mm-hmm. You know if you're if you're into binging you had you have to have done Breaking Bad. Yeah. You know you have to do The Office. Yeah. You know shit like that. But I'm very excited to see what shows come about you know with later guests but i will i have one more kind of difficult question if someone had never seen the office and you want to sell them the show on one episode which one would you tell them to watch season two episode one it's a pretty easy answer for me i think well now okay but to explain the episode and why why the dundies it's the dundies it's I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. I think maybe I should pick one that's where they're in the office. But I think as far as like establishing what is the American version of the office, mm-hmm. season two, episode one, they dove right in and they were like, we're taking it out of the actual office. Right. We are, you know, we're mixing it up where uh, everything's brighter. Uh, the jokes are, are different. Um, <laughs> and I feel God in this Chili's tonight. <laughs> Even before they go to the Chili's, there's some great stuff in the office, though. That's uh, true. Pam and Jim watching the, the highlights, trees and the mm-hmm. highlights of the past episode. Yeah, it's, yeah. There's um, that's a really strong contender. Yeah, I gotta, for sure. I gotta say, and I see, especially because it really was sold to the viewing public as a relaunch. Right. You know, after right. a, 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 a good... Because they didn't know if they were coming back after episode six of season one. They didn't right. know yeah. if they were going to get a season two. Uh-huh. So yeah, that that's it for me. Is there a different one for you? Um, again, solid choice. I my personal favorite uh, season four is Money. I think is a is a solid one. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. It's got the two interaction between it's the a characters. long one. Yeah, it's, it's a, a forty minute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's uh it's got um great character moments with Michael and uh, Oscar, with Michael and Jim, with Michael and Pam, uh, not Pam uh, Jan. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and it it shows a little bit of uh, both his heart and his fun run. It's another good Fun one. Run is a solid episode. Yeah. 
Uh, str- now, now the money one is that the one where he decides he's going to jump a train? Yep. Yeah. That run, is run, he's so singing good. "Runaway Train" at the end. Yep. yep. I think it's directed by Harold Ramis, if I'm not mistaken. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I believe that was Harold's episode. I think so. Fair enough. So, I mean, like, uh, I mean, obviously, I know the answer to the question because not only do I know both of you, but we've we've touched on this uh, uh, quite a fair bit in this in this episode and everything like that. But Office definitely binge worthy. Hundred percent. Oh, one hundred. Yeah, it's, I, it's, it's, it's it is literally my nightlight. <laughs> like I'm not joking. I put it on, and like sometimes I'll even just turn the volume down. But it's pretty Fair much. Enough. I go to bed with it on nightly. Oh, there uh, you go. Except for like I said, like right now I'm rewatching Parks and Rec. I'm falling asleep to that. But it is like yeah, The Office. I I have watched through the series. I cannot tell you how many times. Right. The entirety of the series. I cannot tell you how many times I've seen every episode. <laughs> to the level where in my daily life, I literally can pretty much find a quote of The Office for every fucking scenario oh, that yeah. comes about to an annoying level. Well, yeah. it's it's almost to the point, though, that it's like you if I'm in a group of people that I've never met, that I've never talked to, I've never they don't really know me that well. I will slip in show quotes and things like that just to see who kind of goes, it. oh, and just kind of like, new yeah. friend? New new friend? Are we friends now? All right, cool. I don't know how many times at work I have said something and then just had to go, never mind, it's an office thing. <laughs> hey, so, Michael, what uh, what what time are we at? Like, what's the... Right now we are at uh, about a, a buck oh nine, so buck about oh nine. an, an you know hour. What? If you take out our, uh, our our random crazy stuff, that's, yeah. <laughs> the, well, the, the intros. I ask every every guest that comes on. Uh, Do you guys have fun? Oh yeah, oh, man. absolutely. Okay, perfect. Because like otherwise, what's the fucking point? That's right. Nah. So, I mean, like, what do you guys feel? Is this a pretty good stopping point? You guys feel yeah, comfortable sure. with, with the information you've put out there? Yeah, absolutely. I do. Fuck yeah. Uh, if, if, you, if you don't watch the show, if you don't like it, um, seek therapy. Right? Just, 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 <laughs> I will say, I wanted to go ahead and end to on one of my favorite jokes of the entire show is whenever Michael has put in his notice, he's leaving Dunder Mifflin. We all know that what's coming, uh, but Michael hasn't. You know, applied for jobs or anything, and then from his office, you just hear Roar! monster, like this, monster. Thank you, and then <laughs> just goes back to what he was doing. That's great shit. But wow. uh, hey, Zampino, Hilton, thank you guys for doing the show. Thank you, thank you for doing our show technically yeah. as well. Yeah. Also, <laughs> as well too. Not 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 just today, but you've been on opinions like a holes a couple of times. Now. And actually, I was going to bring this up. The reason that too that this is a really uh, special episode for me. Your podcast was actually the first podcast I was ever a guest on, and uh, look how that's fucking evolved. You yeah. know, like so. Well, I got to say, because, yeah, I mean, you've been on uh, Opinions Like A-Holes. You've been on the People Person's Paper podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got to tell you, when I saw that you were venturing out and launching your own show, mm-hmm. I was super excited. So congratulations. Thanks, man. Pro- Thank proud you. Papa? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I'm a, yeah, I'm a proud like a, like a podcast granddaddy. Papa. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, uh, well, and, and just so everyone out there listening, in case you've missed it earlier, if you want to email the Binge Podcast, it's bingepodcast918 at Gmail. I read those every day, and I'll make sure to get back, and I always reply, so I like it when people say hi. Yeah. You know, it's, it's good shit. If you want to email us, I quadruple dog dare you because no one's <laughs> ever emailed us once yeah likewise. i don't think uh, i don't think we've ever gotten an email at our uh, email address at olapodcast at gmail.com but if you <laughs> fucking feel like it go right ahead and of course you can it's always there. email uh, the people person's paper podcast at p4podcast at gmail.com that is not a real email address uh, <laughs> never has been any of the times we've pushed it on the show <laughs> i love it well 
Uh, yeah, and that's that's good for us too. Uh, this has been another weird episode of Opinions Like A Holes. It's good to be back. I'm glad I'm not dead. Yeah. <laughs> and for binge, though, uh, I love you. There's nothing you can do about it. See you guys next time. <laughs>